The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you. Jesus said to his, to his apostles, Fear no one, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before humans, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before humans, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise I've heard already some of the great plans many of you have for this summer. Some, many are taking a time, some time away for a bit of a, gr- a break, a much-needed break in many cases, and that's great news. I hope that you enjoy the summer. But before some start to go their ways for the summer, I thought I'd just uh, give some updates on things happening here. Uh, first, and most excitedly, we are celebrating the 90th anniversary of our parish as well as the 65th anniversary of this building here. And so I hope you might record this date on your calendars when you go home. On September the 10th, we're going to have a celebration, uh, not right here, but in the park across the road. So that's a Sunday. We'll have Mass in the morning, followed by barbecues, some games and things. Uh, I would love to have some live music. If anyone knows of a, of a band that might entertain us for some that afternoon, uh, let me know. But most important there, I hope you might mark that day in your calendar, Sunday, September the 10th. To also celebrate the 90th anniversary, we're going to put together another photo directory of our parish, too. That's going to happen sometime in October. We've got lots of new families who've joined us since the last one was made, and this is a great chance to maybe give ourselves a bit of a gift um, on the 90th anniversary of our parish, just some way to appreciate uh, and recognize all the different families that make up our parish. Uh, over the summer, some help is needed, especially with the gardens. So there's a, a sign-up for this at the, uh, on the, the, the desk at the entrance there. Uh, we'd love if people might sign up to give even one hour over the whole summer to pull some weeds and do some watering. It can be whatever fits in your schedule. So we have kind of a week-by-week breakdown over the summer, and I hope you might just... Sign up for you and your family to come by one day 
on one week, whatever fits your schedule, to come and maybe help out with, to make sure that our gardens remain beautiful here around the church. We all appreciate them, so it makes sense that we all might pitch in to help keep them looking nice. Um, Later on in, in July, there will be a collection for Truth and Reconciliation. Now, this is a collection that's been kind of ongoing for us since, since Thanksgiving. Um, just as a recap, the bishops of Canada have pledged $30 million for Truth and Reconciliation. And uh, our area, the Diocese of Peterborough, has been assessed for 400000 And we're one of the 40 parishes that make that, that region up. And we've committed here to contributing 25000 for Truth and Reconciliation. As of the start of June, we were at a little over $18,000. So thank you, thank you very much for all of those who have contributed. Uh, most of that has come from the, that second collection that happens after communion. Now, so if we keep going at the rate we're going, and there's a, a chance in July to kind of top it up some, uh, the next big goal is air conditioning here in the church. That would be a great gift for us all, too, for next summer. So that's the plan for things. We, truth and reconciliation, we finish off that commitment. And then for ourselves, uh, to make this space more comfortable, to add to our worship, we'll hopefully have air conditioning next summer in here. Under the scriptures we've just heard, though, of all the people mentioned in the scriptures who endured tough circumstances, I feel worse, probably, for the prophet Jeremiah, who we heard a little bit about in today's first reading. At God's prompting, the prophet declared that the people of Judah would be conquered if they didn't change their ways. A very unpopular message, to be sure. Despite following God's will precisely, doing the best he could, no one listened to him, and many, including the king, tried to eliminate him. Even the temple priests had Jeremiah arrested and violently mistreated. Isolated and aware of how bad things were, Jeremiah wrote, All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. We can imagine the fears the prophet may have had. He was abandoned by everyone. His life was in constant danger, and despite proclaiming God's word and doing God's work, No one listened. The fears Jeremiah faced remind me of the fears the disciples may have faced on the day of the resurrection. Fearing they could end up tortured and killed as Jesus had been, the disciples hid themselves in a locked room. We may be fortunate enough to not fear for our lives, But it's still easy to imagine the fears of the disciples or Jeremiah because we all carry our own fears. There's not one person who doesn't know what it's like to be afraid. I think it's important to point out the difference between feeling fear and being fearful. Feeling fear can be good. It's these feelings that remind us to lock the door at night or to turn off the oven once the meal is ready. Being fearful is different, though. It becomes, being fearful becomes a sometimes paralyzing and discouraging force that holds us back. This is the kind of fear we often wish faith would dispel. It's the kind of fear that sometimes makes it difficult to trust God. To start conquering, 
To start conquering this kind of fear, it's helpful to take a look at where fear first appeared. The first time fear is mentioned in the scriptures comes almost immediately after Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. When God eventually finds and questions the errant couple about why they tried to hide away, Adam replied, I was afraid. Fear entered the world with sin. God didn't create fear. He didn't want his people to be fearful. But once sin entered the world, once a divide appeared between people and the source of life, God's people have often been full of fear. We fear how the effects of climate change or inflation might make life more burdensome. We fear for our jobs and the hopelessness poverty or illness can bring. We fear the destruction of war and the pains of losing a loved one. To Jeremiah, who may have feared rejection and failure, to the disciples who hid away, fearing for their lives, and to any of us who face fears today, Jesus gives some advice. In today's gospel, knowing his followers who had faced many threats, Jesus encouraged his, his disciples, saying, Do not be afraid. Indeed, this advice isn't always so easy to follow because there's lots to be afraid of, lots of evils more powerful than ourselves. Of course, despite fear, the disciples didn't keep hidden away, and Jeremiah didn't stop proclaiming God's unwelcome message. And the very things they feared most happened. Their worst fears actually came true. Jeremiah continued to appear to be a total failure until well after his death, and all but one of the apostles were killed because they followed Jesus. And while I have no doubt that all of these individuals each felt many fears, none of them could be considered fearful. They persevered through all adversity, leaving us wondering where they found their strength. While acknowledging his situation, Jeremiah also noted, The Lord is with me like a dread warrior, therefore my persecutors will stumble and they will not prevail. Jeremiah knew he faced some great and evil powers, but he also knew the power of God was with him. So failure was never an option because God never fails. The disciples, too, eventually recognized the same truth. They had seen Jesus present with parents who had lost a child to illness. Their Savior had been with them through life-threatening storms. They witnessed him faithfully minister to the poor, the condemned, the betrayed, sinner and saint alike, and in the resurrection our loving King demonstrated how he will have the last say over every other power. Fear was unknown until a divide, until sin appeared between God and his people. Eliminating that divide will eliminate all sources of fear. We come here to be reconciled with our Maker. The Eucharist, the confessional, the anointing of the sick, these are sacraments of healing that only work to mend divides and bring us closer to the source of life. 
So making good use of these sacraments is one way to battle fear. But we might also confront fear by simply bringing our fears to God. I know that all of us have feelings of fear, and maybe some here are fearful, paralyzed by fear, holding back, or in some way hiding away like the disciples on the day of the resurrection. In this place, let us bring our fears to the source of life. Whatever it is you fear, bring it here. Poverty may have some temporary power now, but at communion we remember how God will defeat all poverty by feeding us with his very self. Betrayal, injustice, heartbreak, even cancer and death. One look at the crucifix remind us of the overpowering faithfulness of God. Bad things are going to happen to us. Some may even face terrible things. There's no escaping it. But here, we're reminded that God, through his love, will have the last say. And so we're happy to come before him and offer him our worship. Maker of all that is good, many of your people are held back by fear. To those paralyzed by fear, send your Holy Spirit to draw them to yourself, the source of life. To those haunted by fear, send reminders that you always walk with them. And to those tempted to hide away, seeking some safety, may this celebration be a reminder of how your love will conquer all things. May your comforting presence fill our hearts, empowering us to persevere and walk boldly on the path of faith, trusting in your wisdom and gifts. This we pray through our faithful Lord. Amen.